I think we get caught in that trap of trying to push results in, especially when we're panicking because revenue has fallen flat or you've fallen short and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I need to do. Welcome to the C-Suite Mentor, the place where you will learn the tools, strategies, and mindset to scale your business sustainably and build a lasting legacy. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. As a fellow CEO, I understand what it takes to scale a business to seven and multiple eight figures. It's not necessarily what you might think. It requires a complete shift in how you think, strategize, and execute key actions in your business. My mission is to help CEOs step back into the driver's seat of their business by optimizing their operations, empowering their team, and staying in total alignment with their big vision. So are you ready to exchange everything that hasn't worked for strategies that will? You're in the right place. So let's go. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the C-Suite Mentor Podcast. This is going to be part two of an episode that we did several weeks ago, all around really recognizing the signs of burnout and what you can do, like some steps that you can start to take. Today, I wanted to go into, because a lot of people have asked me about it and asked me to definitely do the follow-up episode to give some actionable things that you can start doing to start First of all, hopefully it'll help you to not go through burnout. Second of all, hopefully if you are experiencing this, as I know in conversations I've had with friends of mine, with fellow entrepreneurs, this is a common thing. And it's funny because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And I've talked to more people recently that have been through burnout or are going through burnout, I think just, you know, as a result of everything that's happened in this world. And I think that, like I said, it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And when they talk about it, they talk about it in a very surface way. And I am not a surface person. (laughs) I am not, um, I don't do well with surface relationships. I think that's why I dig deep so much with my clients. Um, because I'm all about building um, connection and building meaningful relationships and deep relationships because I do care so very deeply about people. But like I said, people talk about it in a very surface way or they give you tips to recognize it or tips to uh, get through it and what to do next based on, I mean, I don't know, scientific studies or whatever. So these things that I'm going to give you and the and the stories that I tell you are from my own experiences, um, going through it myself several times, and also working with people that helped me to get through it. So I think right now, you know, everybody, and I just had a conversation with my team this morning, and we were talking about some episodes I'm going to be doing in the next several weeks and even into the new year, as well as... I'm doing this huge series on LinkedIn, all of my insights into how you can build an amazing year for next year. And we were talking about this feeling of how people have just been so focused on achieving more and more and more and more. And it's almost like things just aren't enough or they can't even see the progress that they made and the things that they've gotten through and what they've been able to achieve because they're just so focused on doing more, being more, achieving more instead of 
celebrating who they are, how much they've grown, how much their business has grown, how much, you know, whatever has grown and what they were able to do to get there. I mean, how, what it comes down to is how you've grown as a person. And I think a lot of times we forget about that. I know I forget about it and have forgotten about, you know, how much I've grown as a person and, you know, especially with a lot of the things that I've been through, you know, particularly over the past decade, but even, you know, things that I've been through my entire life and the struggles and the hurdles and the obstacles that I've gotten over, especially when it comes to going through burnout. So I think that right now with everything that's happening and everything that has happened, people have just been so focused on building and growth and increasing revenue and all of these things that they are just pushing, trying to push the results through and end up doing things that they shouldn't do or things that really aren't meant for them to do instead of delegating it out to their team or finding help or, you know, really focusing on letting that stuff go that really doesn't serve them. Believe me, I was absolutely one of those people. And I had another conversation with somebody today. It's funny that I just said this. Um, I had another conversation with somebody today, somebody who's actually doing some contract review for me. And we were just talking about how, you know, there's a lot of business owners out there that really need to get a second in command. They need to get that person, that COO, to that director of operations to help them to manage the operations of the business, manage, you know, the five areas of the business and, you know, really get that person in place so that they can take some things off their plate. But even when they get that person in place, for some reason, they think that they don't need the technicians. They don't need the people who are actually the doers. And in reality, you do. So even when you get that second in command, neither you, the visionary and the COO, CEO, listen to me, or your second in command, AKA your COO are the doers. You're the visionary, they're the manager and the specialist, and then you have your technicians and your doers. So I think we get caught in that trap of trying to push results in, especially when we're panicking because revenue has fallen you know, flat or has Um, you've fallen short and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I need to do, such as pay payroll or pay expenses or pay debt off, pay loans off, you know, whatever it is. And we just start to get into that trap of, well, I just need to push the results through. And again, that's where we end up doing things that we shouldn't be doing or we don't need to do. And we end up forgetting about our team. We forget about sources. We fall into this, this hole of burnout. So I wanted to talk to you about some things that if you're going through this right now, if you, because this year has been tough and things are changing, which I talk about a lot, um, not playing with an old playbook in a new world and a new era. So if you find yourself that and especially if you listen to the, the um, previous episode that I did on burnout and recognizing the signs, you're going to want to listen to this episode because again, I'm going to give you actionable steps. These are things that I have actually done myself to get me to pull myself back up and get myself out of burnout and you know keep moving forward, but also not just keep moving forward, but really learn from it and embrace it so that I can become a better person. Because at the end of the day, We all need to ask ourselves every day, am I getting better? 
Am I getting better? Am I doing better? Am I doing things better? And I would put money on it that 99% of the time, the answer is going to be yes, because we are living and breathing human beings that are constantly evolving, constantly changing, constantly getting better. If you're one of those people that's getting worse, well, (laughs) we need to have a conversation. But I would say 99.9% of the time, we're all getting better. So we need to constantly ask ourselves that question. And I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough. And I think, again, that's what ends up leading us down the road into burnout. So getting into these actionable steps. So the one thing I want to tell you that is if you are in this cycle, the best thing, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but the best thing that you can do is to embrace the fear that you may have surrounding the steps that you need to take to move out of this place that you're in. And I know that that sounds really odd, but when we are in this cycle of burnout or even depression or feeling down or anxiety or any of that stuff, the one thing that we need to do is, first of all, be aware of it and and just say, look, this is happening for a reason. And then the second thing is, is to really lean into the fear of the next steps that you need to take to get through whatever it is that you're going through. And it's not even just getting through it, but it comes back to connecting to yourself, connecting to who you are inside and realizing that the value that you bring to this world and that you bring to your career, to your business, to your family, to your friends, to society, to your community, all of that. The value that you bring comes from who you are inside, who you are as a person. And I think along the way, when we are experiencing challenges or when we are experiencing friction in our business and in our life, even when we're experiencing good times and good stuff, we end up many times over when we don't have a strong connection to who we are and that strong knowing of who we are, we end up losing ourselves. And I know I can say for myself over the years, this has happened to me in my work, in just moving through life and not really dealing with limiting beliefs that I had or not really leaning into whatever that fear is that I had. And a lot of, sometimes it was around money. Sometimes it was around people. Sometimes it was around tasks or some, honestly, it was being afraid of achieving my dreams. How weird is that, right? But what I found is this is all a real thing. So lean into or do the thing that you fear the most. And when we're in the middle of burnout, that next step that you need to take might be quitting your job. Or it might be getting away from toxic people that are in your environment. Or it might be hiring help. It might be hiring that COO. It might be that you need to let go of control. And those are things that are super, super scary for people. Super, super scary. I know they're scary for me. So out of the next things that I'm going to give you, seven steps, that is the one thing that I that I need to say that 
if you can do it, if you can lean into that fear and instead of running from it and saying, you know what, I need to make these changes. I need to make these decisions. I need to stand up for myself in a bigger and greater way than I have ever done or I've done in the past. Because that's how we're going to be able to learn from it and not continue to get into the same pattern of burning out, getting better, burning out, getting better. Okay. That's like your bonus step. All right. So the first one is, and this relates to what I was just talking about, is clean house. Clean house of what, what no longer serves you. So looking at it and saying, okay, what do I need to let go of? It might be some people that have been like silent dream killers. It might be that you have some bad habits you need to let go of. You know, instead of having multiple glasses of wine at night, maybe you need to read more and educate yourself more. Maybe in the morning, instead of scrolling through social media for two hours, maybe you need to read. I don't know. So maybe it's bad habits. Maybe it's, like I said, toxic people. Maybe it's looking at your workload and saying, you know what? These are things that I'm not really good at, or these are things that I tell people to do over and over and over again. And instead of creating a process to help them to do them, I end up doing it myself. And I no longer can do that because that's not the best use of my time and my knowledge and so really clean house and letting go of what no longer serves you, getting clear on that. And again, this is leaning into the fear getting clear on whatever that is, and then moving forward to actually take action. Number two is make a list of what you want to do and what needs to go. So this goes along with number one. So looking at, and this was one thing that I did, I rewrote what my big dream was. I rewrote what my big vision was because losing myself along the way I ended up losing connection to that. So rewriting and whether you are, you know, a leader in an organization or you're a CEO, it's the same thing. So saying, asking yourself, what is it that I really want to do? What is it that I really want to do with my business? What is it that I really want to do with my life? How do I want to live my life? As my mentor says, he always says like, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? What are those big things that you want to do with your life? Because we want to build our business to support our life, not the other way around. So getting really clear on whatever that is, and then also saying, what are the things that I have been doing that, again, I need to let go of that don't really align with this dream anymore? And maybe they were things that you dreamed of at one time or things that were part of your vision, and now it's time to let them go. Again, something else that I've done, things that I had big dreams of doing, I looked at it and said, this isn't really a dream of mine anymore. So no wonder I was working on things that I shouldn't be working on because they weren't things that I really wanted to do anyway. So that would be number two. Number three, this is a big one, especially if you are really looking to carve a new path in your business to really disrupt your industry. And if you work with me, you are. So this is to really write out all of the things that are your own truths, your own insights about stuff that you've experienced. And number one, this is a really good way to create content. 
okay, to that will help people related to whatever it is that you do. But number two, if anything, it's therapeutic to write out your truths about things that you've experienced in life, in business, you know, with relationships, whatever it is, just literally. And when I was going through burnout, I literally, I think I wrote out like 200 truths and 200 insights as far as my own insights about business, about team building, about culture, about building a healthy culture in a business, about technology and using it. And I mean, just all kinds of things. I mean, my my team was like, holy mackerel. <laughs> so, but again, it helps to start to see things that you shouldn't be doing, but also how you can start doing things better in your business and differently in your business based on things that you know to be true that are based on what you've experienced yourself. Number four is, again, going back and connecting back to yourself. Really saying, you know, like connecting back to who you are as a person. What is it that you want to do? How do you want to show up in this world? How do you define success? That's another, that's a, that's a big one is really writing out what does success mean to you? Success to many people doesn't mean making a lot of money. Sure. Is that a byproduct of it? Absolutely. But that's not what success means. For many people, me included, success is having peace of mind, feeling fulfilled, being able to live the lifestyle that you want to live. And not as far as money, but traveling and, you know, spending time with my my puppies, um, having coffee with my husband. Those are my definitions of success. So when we connect back to ourself, because like I said, to lose that and along the way, if we are not setting healthy boundaries, and if we are focusing on things that really we shouldn't be focusing on, we're doing tasks that we shouldn't be doing. So we want to get back to and connect back to ourselves. Super, super important. When we have a stronger sense of self or connection to ourselves, when we have a stronger connection to that, it makes doing everything else so much easier because we can see clearer, we're more focused. We know what we want and we know what we don't want. So we can build better strategies. We can build better um, internal processes. We know what systems we need to use. We can build a healthier culture as long as we have connection to who we are as a person and as a leader. So that would be number four. Number five, after we're doing all of these things and these kind of go in sequential order, the next thing is write out your goals. What is it that you want to do in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, a year? What are those big things that you want to do? I normally tell people set three to five, okay? And what are those big stretching goals that you want to do? And then from there, you can start breaking them down into actionable chunks that you can work on every day, every month. And you can also start to see because as you're also looking at these goals, you can look at what's on your to-do list and what you need to let go of, which is step one and step two, right? So looking at this and saying, um, okay, these are these big goals that I want to achieve. Uh-huh, I'm going to get there, but these are the big goals. And starting to break them down into actionable chunks so that you can start taking steps. And then anything else that's not related to those goals and is not part of building your future, well, you know 
very clearly what needs to get delegated, what needs to go and just get rid of, and then maybe what you need to put on the back burner. And maybe it's even stuff where you chunk out time in your day. Um, And I'm going to do a whole series on productivity because this is a question I get asked a lot. And if you know my story, you know that breaking down goals and doing processes and chunking stuff down, that all comes from a brain injury that I had and going through um, physical therapy to try and get like my like memory and focus back. Um, and then it's how I got out of corporate America. But point is, set your goals, ta- see like where it is that you want to go, and then you can start breaking them down. But writing your goals out like that, number one, makes them real. But also number two, you get really clear on what you can let go of. All right. Number six, identify the boundaries that you need to then set so that you're not taking on work that you don't need to do or that you don't want to do or that really isn't for you to do. And you're also protecting your time. You're protecting your mental health. You're protecting your time. You're protecting your schedule. And you're really protecting your dreams. So identifying what boundaries you need to set with people and then communicating them super clearly, communicating to your team, to your clients, to your family, to, you know, whoever you need to communicate them to, to vendors. I get this a lot where vendors are just, I mean, and I'm dealing with it right now. My phone is like blowing up where I have people just texting me, texting me, texting me, texting me, text constantly. And yeah, that leads to burnout, believe me. So setting boundaries, but then it's not just about setting the boundary. Then we want to we want to clearly communicate it back to the people that we need to communicate it so that they understand what we expect from them and they also can respect what we need them to do, okay? Last one, number seven. You just have to just take small steps. I know when I was going through this myself, and I'm, I'm actually going through it right now, which is why I am doing this episode. I wanted things to be fixed overnight. You know, I wanted to just flip a switch and say, boundary set, goals set, people set, you know, everything is just going to change overnight. And the truth is, is that it doesn't happen that way. And I think that having patience and learning how to have patience, it's something that I have struggled with my entire life, but it's something that we really need to learn how to do is to be patient with ourselves and just be patient, you know, with the universe, with time. So the bottom line is, is that you just need to take small steps. Don't expect to take these these gigantic leaps and get everything fixed overnight. We just need to take small steps and just keep working towards whatever it is that we're working, those goals we've set, the boundaries that we've set, the life that we want to live, the things that we're planning, and really what it is that we want our role to look like, our business to look like, um, and just take small steps. And it's funny because my husband actually had me kind of list out, because he's really been helping me work through this, as well as I do have a therapist that's been helping me. I have my mentor that's been helping me. My team's been helping me. But my husband went through and helped me to write out what are the different steps that I've taken so far to really start to move through this. And not only, like I said, to move through it, but have it be solidified in me so that I don't keep having the same pattern show up. So 
when I wrote it all out, what I realized is, is that I had taken so many small steps in what seemed like a short amount of time and didn't realize just how far I actually had gotten because I felt like, oh my God, this is not working. It's never going to work. And what I realized in writing it out was that all of those small steps put together created huge leaps and huge, like just, you know, moving through a lot of stuff, having a lot of difficult conversations and just really getting super clear on what direction I was going. So take small steps and be okay with taking small steps and celebrate those small steps because we over plan what we can do in a day and we under plan what we can do in a month or a year. So break it down and just take small steps. No matter how scary they are, remember your bonus action step is to lean into that fear because on the other side of that fear is what you're looking for. On the other side of that fear is finding out who you are. On the other side of that fear is finding out what you're made of. And these challenges and these struggles, as hard as they are, they really show us what we're made of. And I can tell you that from my own personal experience going through this myself. So I hope that these seven steps with your bonus number eight really helped you And I would love to know, I would love if you could, first of all, leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know what was the most helpful with this episode. Or even if you're listening to this on the website, you can leave a comment uh, and just let me know, again, what was most helpful with this. Is it the action steps? Um, Is it, you know, just that realization and that, that recognizing of what you're going through and realizing it's okay. You're not alone. You're not the first person that's gone through it. You're not going to be the last, but also you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this and you're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier and you're going to be stronger. That's, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've realized is just, you know, realizing just how much I'm, how, what I'm made of and what I'm capable of. So I would love if you would leave me a review because Apple reads, I read all those reviews, but Apple also looks at these, those reviews and that's how they end up sharing my podcast with more people so I can help more people. Because ultimately I do have a goal of helping 10,000 small businesses and I'm only one person. So this podcast is super, super important to help me to achieve that goal, to reach more people. So I hope this episode helped you and I would love to know, you know what was the most helpful part. And until next time, until next week, until next time, whenever you're listening to an episode, stay healthy, stay happy. Um, on remember that you, who you are as a person inside, that is what makes you valuable. The fact that you are here, that you are breathing, that you've gotten through everything that you've gotten through makes you valuable, makes you worthy, makes you amazing, just basically and wholly for who you are. So have a great rest of your week and I will see you back here. Hey there, thank you so much for listening. If you found value on the show, please follow the podcast so you never ever miss an episode. And I would love, love, love if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for me. Even better, share the show with a fellow business owner ready to step fully into their CEO leadership role. 
because right now more than ever, the world really needs next level leaders. And by the way, did you know you can text me all your questions and get real-time feedback? You absolutely can. Just text the word CEO to me at 610-215-2838 to get connected. One last goodie for you before I go. If you're ready to scale your business and have a co-creator working right by your side, my C-suite mentor program may be perfect for you and your possible new second-in-command. Just visit the c to get started.